A shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a bud shall blossom. Hello, this is Father Thomas, and welcome to the Sprouting Stump podcast series, where we reflect on the readings that come to us from the Mass each day. When we take a little time to let the Spirit come upon us, a bud shall indeed blossom in our hearts, so we might be renewed in spirit and strengthened in faith, as we take this time together to enter into that beautiful word that comes to us from God. On this third Sunday in Ordinary Time, Father discusses with us how God calls us into unity. I really struggled with how I was going to approach the homily today because it's somewhat of a sensitive topic but something so important. This week in the church actually celebrates the week of Christian unity. Part of it is because of the fact that the gospel message and the readings deal with that understanding of unity in Christ. A unity that sadly, over the course of time, has been lost. Our gospel today, you have to understand the history of what's happening to appreciate what Jesus was doing. Zephali or Napali, Zebulon, were part of the original tribes of Israel. There were 12 tribes, and they were part of the northern kingdom before it actually split. And there was a region where Jesus actually grew up right outside of there. He grew up in Nazareth, which is close to those particular tribes. Through the course of history, Israel as one nation ended up splitting into the north and south. And in the north was Nepali and Zebulon, along with eight of the other tribes, and in the south was Judah and Benjamin. And that was the first part of the, basically the end of Israel as a nation. Because once they divided, they no longer had the cohesion of faith. And in the north, they started falling away from that faith. The temple was in the south, that was built by Solomon. And so they started kind of doing their own thing. They set up their little place of worship. And they started getting infiltrated by the Assyrians. And they were cross mixing of marriages. And so what's happening is the faith got watered down more and more. And people farther in the north started falling farther away from the Jewish faith. And they kind of made their own rules because there was no central structure anymore to guide them. All the Pharisees and Sadducees, the hierarchy of the church, the Jewish faith was in the south, in the land of Judah, near the temple. So there was a diminishment of the faith in the north, and eventually it no longer was part of Israel, it became called Syria. Which is why we get the word Samaria, I'm sorry, not Syria, Samaria. And so the northern people of Samaria were actually sort of becoming enemies of the southern Jews that lived in Judah. And Benjamin got assimilated into Judah, so there was two basic now divisions of people. In the Gospel today, Jesus speaks about going to the land of Zebulon and Nepali. And the reason why is because what he's saying is making a point that I've come to gather the nations together once again. I've come to call my people together so we can form a new nation of Israel, so I can reestablish my people on earth. And I've been making this point for the last few months, and I'm going to continue to pound on it because it's something that is very critical, especially at this time in our history. 
Just understand that Jesus came to reestablish not a physical nation, but a divine nation. The nation of Israel being the mighty of people gathered together in covenant relationship with God to be a light to the world. I've stressed that many, many times over the last couple of months. We are a part of that new Israel as the church. That's the reason why Jesus established the church, founded on 12 apostles, because it was to represent the 12 tribes of Israel. And Jesus was going to the north to tell them, I am here, the Messiah has come. The God you've been waiting for is walking among you now. He wanted to get his people back together again. So it's no, it's not good for you guys to be separate. I need my people united in faith. You need to recognize that your ability to carry out the covenant agreement is not possible if you don't have that same belief, that same worship, that same unity that keeps you together. And so that's what he was doing. That's why he spent so much time in the north, away from the temple, because he was saying, I am the new temple. I am the new tabernacle. I am the new bread of life. I am the new covenant. Come to me and be united once again. And he did it. He built the church. And for about a thousand years, we were doing pretty good. Sure, we had internal divisions, like we hear in St. Paul. I mean, even in the early days of the church, people were starting to say, well, I want to follow Paul, or I want to follow Apollos, or I believe in Christ, or this is my guy. They all had the same faith in Jesus, but they were starting to have allegiances and forming cliques. And Paul said, can't do it, folks. You start forming cliques, you end up with a division. You have division, the unity breaks apart, and the unity breaks apart, you lose your ability to be the church that Christ founded. So Paul could see the writing on the wall and he went to stop it right up front. Stop your nonsense, folks. You gather together as one people. Set aside your differences. Paul was alive today. He'd be doing the same thing. Unfortunately, his list of divisions would be not four or five people. It would be like 50,000 different divisions. But he'd have the same message. We can't truly live out that covenant agreement with God to be His people. We can't truly be the church of the body of Christ until we are united in faith and belief. One of the greatest tragedies in the history of humankind is not abortion, not pornography, it's not human trafficking, it's not any of that. It was the end of the unity of the Christian people. Because nothing greater has caused the downfall of society in that. Because as the church goes, so too society. The stronger the church is, the stronger people are. And the reason why we've lost the influence in the world is because we're no longer united as a people. I mean, how do we draw people to that body of Christ and say, we're all centered on Christ when you've got people saying, I think this, I think that, I believe this, I believe this, I go here, I go there. And Christ said, that's not what I built. We're repeating exactly what happened in Israel. The people of Samaria broke away from that central temple, just like the people of the Protestant faith broke away. And this is not to in any way criticize Protestants. It is not to say they're bad people. This is not about good or bad. I know thousands of Protestants who put many Catholics to shame. But that's not the point. God didn't create a church for us to be good people. There's good people in every faith. There's good Muslims, there's good Hindus, there's good Taoists, there's good atheists. But nobody can be as good as they're supposed to be until they're united in that body of Christ. Plain and simple. It is God's wish. Because He wants all of us to know Him as 
one people. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. They all go together. And when people start believing different things, somebody's not holding on to the truth. And if you're not holding on to the truth, you're not holding on to Christ. It's as simple as that. And it's not okay for everyone to say, oh, you think what you think, I think what I think, we're going to get along. Have you ever tried getting along with people who don't think like you? It works for a little bit until something, there's a difference in what you believe. And then what do you, how do you handle the conflict? We're seeing that in today's country. I think you should kill babies. I think you shouldn't. I think you should be able to marry who you want. I don't think you should. I think you should be able to end your life in suicide. I don't think you should be able to do that. I think you should do this. I don't think you should do that. It doesn't work. No society has ever held itself together with differences of beliefs and values. Ever. And sadly, the one similarity now that is becoming most predominant in this world is no faith at all. That doesn't work either. Jesus wants us to be drawn together as one people so we can show the world what it truly means to be the body of Christ. If we would start to become one people, united in our faith, and get inside all these stupid differences that we have, these dumb divisions, these rivalries, these arguments, and start to humble ourselves before Christ and recognize where He's calling us, the power of the church would have would be incredible. We could change the world in no time. If you don't believe me, just look at history. In the early days of the church when the people were united, Romans were flocking to become Christian. People were ending their life just to simply say, I believe in Jesus and standing proud. It was making waves. The church was growing in numbers. People that never even understood what a God was was given their life for this God. That's what happens when the church is united. You know what happens when the church is not? We have societies that accept stupidity like abortion and think it's a good. Pornography is simply a way of life. Marriage falls apart. Sunday becomes just another day out of the week. People kill themselves because they have a headache. Drug use is rampant. Getting drunk is just another thing that sorority and fraternities do as, as part of their whatever the heck they do. We put entertainers on a pedestal and we put Jesus in a corner. That's the result of a lack of Christian unity. That's because we ourselves cannot express to the world what it means to be united in the one truth. And if we can't be united in truth, how do we draw other people into that truth? When we start arguing among ourselves about what is real and what is not, then there's no foundation for anybody to believe in. They'll say, look, you can't even agree, I'm just going to believe what I want. And that's exactly what happens. People say, I'm going to choose what I want. We become no better than the Israelites of old. And it breaks Jesus' heart. He didn't come to establish 55,000 different people doing their own thing. He came to establish one church united around Him and one belief, one faith, one worship, so one body in Christ, we can be one power to bring about a change in this world. And until we all humble ourselves to recognize that every one of us have differences, until we let go of those, because there's only one truth, folks, 
Only one. And if there's a disagreement with people about beliefs, somebody is wrong. And if somebody's wrong, it means they're holding to a lie. If they're holding to a lie, they've got one foot next to the devil. Because he's the prince of lies. And he loves nothing more than to deceive us and to make us think that it's okay for us to all go our own way as long as we're happy, right? Well, happiness went right out the window with division. You see many happy marriages when they're divided. You see happy families when there's arguments. You see happy churches when people are not getting along. Division is the ultimate cause of all arguments and unhappiness. And Jesus says, enough. Exactly. See, he gets it. He says, yes. He wants that unity. And he wants that unity not just so that we can all look alike. And so he wants that unity so that we can all have that beautiful gift of his joy and glory. He gave us the ultimate path to happiness. And when people aren't walking that path, it hurts him. We all know people that have walked away from the faith. Is there anybody here that does not know somebody they care about that has not walked away from the faith? Anybody? How many of you are rejoicing because of that? It's exactly what I thought. And the sorrow in your heart is nothing compared to the sorrow in Jesus' heart. Because he feels the division within his own. He experiences the pain of that separation. He knows the anguish when we're not together. I just told you that a family lost their mom and their wife. That anguish of losing that unity is the anguish that Christ feels when his church is divided. Because when people are not united in him, it experiences a death within him. He experiences that darkness of division. God hates disunity. He is one, and He calls us to be one. And yes, it's a tough sell. It's the only one that matters. You can wear what you want. No, I was say you can wear what you want. No, you can't wear what you want. But within reason, I mean, you can live your own life, but you can't live your own faith. God loves his people too much to let us walk away. He's asking you, his people, his chosen ones, his new nation of Israel, his church, his body, to say stop the division and come together and show the world what I'm all about. We can't do that if we ourselves aren't united in Christ. We need to help people see the truth, no matter how difficult it is. Jesus gave his life for it. We should once in a while have to deal with a little bit of difficulty with the same goal. People out there are walking in darkness. We've been given the light. Are we going to help them see it? Are we going to walk away? Walk away, you better be ready to answer Jesus. Because he chose you to show him that light. God wants people to experience the best that he has to offer. That's why he gave us the church. 
want to quickly unite once again in Him. To experience the beauty of God's love in a special way. To know what it means to be a family united in Christ. To experience the community, the fellowship, the oneness that God is. God hates disunity. And He hates it above all among His own people. Somehow we have to end that disunity. And yet I know it's a tough sell to try and get people to be united together. But it's the one cell that matters the most. God loves his people way too much to let us walk away from the faith. We should love others way too much to let them walk away also. We are His chosen ones, everybody. I've said this before and I will say it again, and I'll repeat it until I die, and I'll continue to repeat it even then. We are the new Israel. We are the chosen ones of God to form a new people, united together to draw the people into the heart of Christ. We are called to be that light to the nations. So many people cannot see. We are called to be the love that so many people haven't experienced. We are called to be the truth that so many people don't know. But we can't be the light. We can't be the truth. We can't be the love if we don't hold it in our own hearts. And if we're united, united as a people, we lose the ability to be that people. Jesus gave his life so we can share it, so we can live it, so we can be it. Are we really okay with people walking away from the greatest gift God has ever given? Are we really okay with seeing God's people torn apart? Because we simply are too selfish, too vain, let go of what we want to hold on to? Are we really going to continue to break Jesus' heart that bled so we could be one? If you walk away from the unity of Christ, you walk away from the only thing that matters. Jesus came and we could be one. He died so we could be one. He rose so we could be one. Let us stop breaking his heart. Start loving as one.